Hey, listen, welcome to our 10th episode of the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. With me today is Nathan Wagner. What is up, people? We are here. Yes, we are here. <laughs> and also joining us, our third companion, Rob Douglas. Hey, listen, guys. Ignore Nathan. He's weird. Hey, we love Nathan I am here. offended. I am great. <laughs> no, you're not. But uh, this is a pretty special episode for us because we made it to 10 episodes. Woo! <laughs> so that's exciting. It's our 10th show. So to kind of celebrate our 10th show here today, we are going to be um, doing our first ever giveaway. And hopefully we uh, will be doing some more giveaways in the near future. Um, but as far as today goes, we will be giving you some details on how you can win your very own copy of the Wii U indie classic, uh, Runbo. Runbo! Which, I know, Nathan, you've played Runbo a lot with me. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give people uh, maybe don't know what it is? Honestly, a super really cool idea. Um, it's a platforming game where basically every level is different, and it you can play with it, it with up to eight people, which is a ton of fun. Um, and basically... Every level, it's a, there's a, you have to try and get to the end of the level, and there's a lot of different kind of ways you do it and stuff like that. But the, kind of the main hook of the game is, uh, it's kind of like a rhythm game. There's different music that plays in the background. Well, it's, it's platformer. Platformer, yeah. But like, the there's music that plays in the background, and the uh, colors, the stages are colored different colors, and the um, colored stages change with the beat kind of and stuff like that. So you could be like running on an orange, and then like the color changes and then the orange stage disappears and you have to jump on the yeah, the background is like constantly changing so it's kind of mm-hmm. dictating where you're going and you can find shortcuts based on what color um is in the background and it's a lot of fun you can play eight players locally um nathan and i actually did a youtube video of us doing like a let's play about a year ago and <laughs> i won that youtube video if you want to look it up sick and brick <laughs> It is the best video ever because I beat Jeff. So is that the only one of that whole show that you actually won? It was. Um, we'll just focus on the good parts. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you can watch. I, I got gypped in that game, but maybe maybe we'll tweet that uh, link out uh, later. But um, for this giveaway, um, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, which is at HeyListen underscore Games. And we'll be putting up a tweet with a picture of Runbo. And all you have to do is retweet that tweet. So um, as soon as the show has ended here, uh, look on our Twitter page. We'll have a tweet up there uh, for the giveaway. And all you have to do is make sure you're following us and retweet that tweet. And you will be entered into the hat for a drawing for a free digital copy of Runbo. So Sweet. How, how late can I retweet that tweet for? Um, I think... We should probably just go to our next show. Maybe we can okay. do announce the winner live on the show next week. All right, that sounds good. So to me. you have till next sounds Tuesday, great. seven o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time. We will be announcing the winner live on next week's show. So August twenty third. August twenty third is that next Tuesday? Yes, I believe so. All right, awesome. So enough of that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at underscore Games underscore Games, and uh, we're gonna move straight into our first segment. All right, so our first segment today um, is on news, of course. So Gamescom is this week, which is a gaming convention uh, that's really big that happens in Germany every year. And there was a few different um, stories that kind of came out of Gamescom. So we're going to tackle some of those Gamescom stories and then tackle a few No Man's Sky stories before jumping into our impressions of the game. So first big news out of Gamescom, Rob, 
you were uh, telling me about a giant poster that was put up at Gamescom. You want to tell the people about this? So if you have been around the video game industry for longer than five minutes, you've probably heard rumors upon rumors upon rumors of Valve releasing this little game called Half-Life 3. It's been, a, it's been in production, I think, for probably 20 years now. Way so too long. When did, when did Half-Life 2 come out, Rob? Do you know that? It came out in like 2003? Actually, okay. yeah, it was it was early 2000s. Early 2000s. It was early 2000s. So, 2000s. It's, been like so it's been years or something. 14. It's been a long time, and I mean, it's sort of you know every five minutes someone cries wolf and says, "Here's the announcement," and then you know six months later we're still waiting for anything to come of it. But yeah. at Gamescom, this group of editors put up a giant sign, and it literally says Half Life Two. Three or Half Life Three, Half Life Three. Wow, I don't know why I said Half Life Two. Half Life Three, <laughs> and it's this huge, you know, the valve colors and everything. Get it's huge, it's the biggest poster up there. But on it is it puts three, and then in German right below it says editors who played it back then. So literally, it's this giant prank saying <laughs> Half Life Three editors who played it back then. Ah. Uh... And so, wow. once That's again, the, the world trolls us, and we still don't have Half-Life 3. Darn Germans. So <laughs> sad. I'm so angry about it. I just love Half-Life series. I've played it so much. <laughs> I feel like if that game ever does come out, it's going to just be a surprise announcement. Like, oh, look, Half-Life 3, it's out today. Here, go download it. No, seriously, it's out. And, like, no one will believe them, but then... They'll get like a million downloads in like yeah. one day or well, something. Well, I blame Steam for that game not actually coming out because, you know, Valve just stopped doing anything after that. Yeah, I think pretty much Valve just is afraid of making threes. Like they made Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, Half Life 1 and 2, Portal 1 and 2. Like That's they never true. made like, a third 1 and 2. One. Well, yeah, and now Fortress. they've waited so long to, if they're going to tr- even want to make a Half Life 3, they've waited so long and there's been so many rumors and hype about it. Like if they did, it could never ever live up to the expectations. Yep. <laughs> and so they're kind of just screwed. Well, with the graphics changes since Half Life 2, I mean, we're literally talking, you know, the era of kind of blocky, not quite blocky, but, you know, like early coder. Yeah, like I think Knights of the Old era, Republic, right? Knights yeah. of the Old Republic graphics was Half Life Two, mm-hmm. and now I mean, you know, I mean, we talk, we've talked a lot about Uncharted for the last few weeks. It looks like a gorgeous, beautiful movie. And you don't know when you're in the cutscene, when you're in the actual game, and that's such a huge leap in graphics that if Half Life Three ever did come out graphically it would have to be so ramped up the story would probably be horrible it's i think valve might be smart to just never finish the story I mean, and they don't really need to they're making plenty of money <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously absolutely they really no, don't no need to take the risk i guess yeah. but i i heard a i heard a someone on twitter they uh, tweeted out that at the center of the galaxy in no man's sky Half-Life 3 is there waiting for you. <laughs> I did actually see a, a story about they there was like the Half-Life 2 logo in the game that some data miner found really? in No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that also. They Apparently, Hello Games was probably like testing stuff and they put it in there and I guess they never took it out. That's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> Conspiracy I don't know. Based theory off of that com- Based off of that company, I think they would put a Half-Life symbol in the game simply because they wanted to put a half-life symbol in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty funny. But uh, 
Yep, who knows? Half-Life 3 may uh, may never come out. It may, but uh, you will continue to hear jokes and pranks about it being confirmed until it does ever come out. So, <laughs> yes. But uh, moving on, uh, more Gamescom news. Uh, there was a new Overwatch map revealed. I looked on really, I think it was set in France. It's like a very like castle, uh, big castles and stuff. Looked look pretty interesting. I think it's an assault <laughs> map. And uh, they also put out a developer update about Season 2 and the changes they're making in the competitive mode. Um, I won't bore you with any of those details. If you play uh, Overwatch competitively, uh, just be those. sure yeah, you can find that. You can find the link on YouTube. Uh, but uh, they're going to make it a little bit more accessible, I think, for more players, which is good and a little more rewarding, which is always welcome. And then they also have a new uh, short film coming out on Thursday about the uh, character Bastion. I, how many dislikes do you think that that video is going to get? That's my question. <laughs> I don't think you'll get dislikes. I mean, it's not a Metroid Federation Force video. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bastion was, if, if you don't really play Overwatch, was one of those characters who, when the game first came out, was really overpowered, and he got played the game every time. And everyone is kind of taking a disliking to him, even though now he's really not that great of a character and not that played anymore. I think people still kind of have a bad taste in their mouth yeah. <laughs> about him, but he, he's a pretty cool character. I'm excited to see this short film about him. Um, if you haven't watched any of the Overwatch short films, you should definitely check them out. They're, I think about 10 minutes long. Yeah, on average. Eight, eight to 10 minutes. Eight to I 10 think. minutes. They're like Pixar quality of animation. Yeah, Blizzard, really Blizzard's good. amazing with their cinematics. They do. And the, they just really give really good background on the characters and they're just really, really well made. Like, they should honestly make an Overwatch movie. It'd be amazing. But um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that new one that comes out on Thursday. Sweet, so. cool. Yeah. Do you think the new map will be good? Are you excited for it? Um, yeah, and I'm excited. You know, it's free map. It yeah. Comes straight into the game. It'll mix things up. And I, I don't believe they announced me today. I assume it would come out on Thursday when season two starts. Um, season two already starts on Thursday. Yeah, I think season two starts this oh, this wow. week. So. I didn't even realize that they they wanted to put the seasons out with actual like real life seasons, so it's officially starting fall. I think this week okay. or something. That makes so. sense. But yeah, so um, we'll be sure to give you some impressions of that next week if that um, is playable. Uh, moving on, Destiny. Uh, I am a big Destiny player. For those of you who don't know, um, kind of got Nathan into Destiny. He is uh, a Pretty big Destiny player. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty into it. I, I kind of go back and forth on it, kind of play it a lot, and then drop off a little bit. I haven't played it in a little while, but I really like it. It's a lot of fun, um, and especially kind of with the when the Taken King came out last fall, I hadn't played Destiny in a while, and I kind of got really back into it um, when that update came out and kind of fixed a lot of the um, things I didn't really like about the vanilla Destiny. Yeah, and as with as mm-hmm. along with a lot of other players, made, made it a lot more rewarding. Yes, and stuff like that. So. Um, Destiny was one of those games that launched and it had a lot of potential, but just there's still a lot of issues and things that weren't necessarily great about it. Um, I've been playing since the beginning, though, and I think this new uh, expansion coming out September 20th, Rise of Iron, looks like a lot of fun. They are finally dropping last gen with this update. Finally. No no more Xbox 360 or PS3 um, support anymore, um, which, you know, stinks for those players, but, you know, they've had a few years to... Get a new console and upgrade, and new consoles are really cheap now. Yeah, they're cheap. Anyways. You can get them for yeah, they're pretty pretty, pretty affordable. So. Yeah, it's not five hundred dollars anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, with that, they're able to put some new features in, like the newly announced this morning private matches in Destiny, um, which is a big feature that I think pretty much everyone in the community has been hoping for. You know, that was such a backbone of Halo back when I was on the Xbox, is playing 
you know, your different custom games and private matches and playing different matches on Forge and jumping around in a map with tons of friends with crazy rules and um, different modifiers. Like, I think almost every gamer has memories of playing cool private matches in Halo. So I'm excited for that, too. I'm coming to Destiny to be able to finally play against some of my friends. And um, I think that's really cool. And um, one of the really neat things about it is anyone... Um, can play it if you have Destiny on a PS4 or so Xbox One. even if I don't, like, upgrade to Rise of Iron, I can still play yeah, private it, matches? Yeah, it's part of the game update. If you don't have Rise of Iron, like, you won't be able to access the five new maps, but you, like, already have 30 maps already on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's one new game mode called Supremacy, which is kind of like Headhunter mode from Halo, if you've ever played that. Pretty much, you anytime you kill an enemy, they drop, like, a little like item and you have to go pick it up to actually score the points yeah and cool. so yeah anyone can play even someone who bought vanilla destiny two years ago and has walked away so um i'm looking forward to definitely playing those private matches and if you haven't gotten into destiny yet you can buy the entire collection all the dlcs base game taking king everything with rise of iron for 60 dollars. so if you've never jumped in before pretty good deal great deal to jump in there's crazy amount of content over these last couple of years now um, that you can play with just 60 bucks, And if you already own Taking King, I believe it's $30 for the upgrade. If yeah. you're jumping up into next-gen, um, Bungie's giving you a deal where you can buy it for $40 with oh, all really? previous expansions. Oh, so, that's really cool. So, yeah, oh, that's so, awesome. So really consumer-friendly there. I feel like it's really fair pricing. So Sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably talk more Destiny next month when Rise of Iron is coming out. When does right September? September 20th. 20th, okay. Yeah, and it also comes with a month new away. raid, and it's kind of cool because this is, I think, the first time since Destiny launched two years ago that we don't know the final boss of the raid. So the whole story is very mysterious. We don't know what the encounter will look like, so... I'm, not, I'm pretty excited awesome. about it. It should be really cool. But uh, I hope it's an Iron Slug Lord or something like it's that. It's probably some type of machine. It's <laughs> called the, the, or the raid is called Wrath of the Machines. Wrath so of the Machines. I assume okay. some giant crazy looking robot thing that you got to fight. Sweet. So. Sounds good. Um, moving on. Uh, before we get into our impressions of No Man's Sky, we want to talk a little bit about uh, some No Man's Sky news that came out this week. Day one of No Man's Sky, um, it came out on PS4, and there was a player playing on Twitch, and he noticed that a uh, planet he flew to was already discovered by another player. It, because every time you fly to a planet, it says... You can, who, like, name it. Yeah, who, who discovered yeah. it. Normally, it's your name, because, you know, it's a uh, crazy your, amount of planets there. Like your PSN ID name, right? Yeah, it'll yeah. be your yeah. PSN. So he saw the guy's PSN, sent him a message. The other guy was also streaming on Twitch, and they met up on the same planet... And even though they could tell they were kind of in the same spot and they could kind of interact with the same things in that area, they couldn't necessarily see each other. So we still don't know what your player looks like. And it was kind of weird because the developer said, oh, it's so amazing two people found each other. We never imagined that would happen on the first day. And he also said that they were working on a bunch of bugs. And so we don't really know. server update servers. Yeah, yeah servers were crashing. Day. Things weren't necessarily working the way as they planned. So we don't know. Like a billion people jumped on the first day. Yeah, they they have crazy amount of sales. It sold really well, Um, but they uh, we don't really know if that was planned or if that was like a glitch that they couldn't see each other or what the deal is. But I don't know. I think it's pretty cool with this game that supposedly has an infinite amount of planets. Two people already found each other on the first day. It's pretty crazy. Yes, very crazy. I some people are really mad about this whole because. Initially, they kind of made it sound like you would be able to see other players and interact with them and stuff like that. 
Um, and so a lot of people are, some people are really upset about it. I honestly, like, don't really care. Like, for me, that's <laughs> not what the game's about. And, like, yeah. um, after I found out that I wouldn't be able to play multiplayer, like, I would really only care about playing multiplayer, like, with my friends, like, with Jeff or something yeah, like that. It would be cool to be able to go around playing it together. But since you can't, like, I don't really care that I can't see the avatar of another player. That, random person. That's random. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, sure. One of the things that came out with it was also the fact that um, they were talking about it seemed like the two players were at different time periods. Like, one was in the morning and it was light out, and the other one it was like sunset. Oh, and, really? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I saw that. Because thing. of how their games had synced, maybe they were hmm. on the same planet, but not at the same time. Yeah, interesting. So, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of theories out there right now, like multiverse, you know, or all sorts of great fun stuff like that. Because, I mean, we're humans and we get really bored <laughs> and decide that if there's the a theory, internet. we should come up with it. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, especially the first couple of days, like, I felt like when I was uploading planets and stuff like that and discoveries, the servers were out a lot for me. And so, I know they had a lot of issues with keeping everyone connected. So, I'm, I'm sure it was probably some type of bug in, in the sorts. That, yeah. that that happened. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a couple of other No Man's Sky news. First off, uh, Sean Murray admitted that he was perhaps naive in suggesting that all DLC in the future would be free of charge. I thought that was pretty funny. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of sad on one hand because he talked like literally. I think it was like a week ago, like right before the game launch, he talked about how they were going to add all this stuff and it should be free and all stuff free like updates. that. That was like a week ago, and now he's like. Well, actually, never mind. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but we'll see what ends up happening in the future. Yeah, I think. But since... that's pretty. That's pretty typical, Murray. At this point, I mean, <laughs> what he says, like it's going to come out in 2015. Yeah. I mean, 16. I, I mean, I, maybe 16. <laughs> I I, I kind of like Sean Murray. Like, I kind of feel a little bit sorry for him because I see a little bit of myself in him. Like, he's kind of like <laughs> someone who's obsessed with sci-fi, who's like yeah. kind of a real person and like not kind of corporate person and stuff like that so yeah. he's like oh i'd love to be able to do this and he's like oh wait i guess we can't really do that sorry yeah, yeah. i i find it funny rather than discouraging or annoying because yeah. i mean honestly yeah it's it is kind of perhaps naive to think that you could give all this dlc away for free i mean and he does the world we live in you have to make money off of these things yeah and he just loves talking and giving interviews and talking as much as he can about the game so i feel like and since he's such a small company he doesn't have people to no don't say that don't make any promises exactly. but he just kind of loves talking so i think some things he just kind of lets slip and he gets, gets put under fire for that but yeah. i don't know i, I kind of admire the the way he communicates with the the people but um i do know they have sold um more copies on steam than Just Cause 3 or Metal Gear Solid 5 and a few other like really big AAA titles. So yeah. oh, wow. I'm sure they're raking in the uh, money right now. And they're, they're, yeah. not, uh, they're, they're not struggling, but um, I think with how many people have been on there and it, bugs and issues they've had, and they've had to work harder than they have in a long time by you know putting these new patches out. He said there's a patch that they're testing right now. So... I assume since they're doing all that work and they're like, well, we're doing all this work to do bugs and other updates and stuff. It would be nice, you know, make a little extra income off of all these people that are already playing and stuff. So I yeah. think the realization of putting out this massive game that uses so much servers and stuff is kind of 
pinning them at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think agree. with the, a lot of the video game company things that people don't necessarily realize is that these guys have to make a living. I mean, these guys aren't sitting around in their mom's basements making video games. They actually yeah. have to eat and feed their families and pay rent and stuff. And so the idea that they can release a game and make all this money off of it with all the marketing and distribution costs and everything else, as well as feed their families, is, I mean, it's a little unrealistic. And Sean Murray was very apologetic about it and he did suggest that maybe in the future this would be something he would love to make it free of charge in the future but at the moment perhaps naive yeah we'll see what happens and we just kind of have to wait and see what ends up happening with the whole story and dlc etc yep yeah i mean as long as it's some cool story or single player type expansion stuff that actually adds really cool neat features i might be up for buying some of it if it's reasonably priced but I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like it. I'm excited to see whatever they they update or put out as DLC um, in the future. But, yeah. On the other side, you know, speaking of story, a player has already reached the center of the universe. Is Yay. anyone really surprised by this? I mean, there's just crazy people out there who right play. I mean, if you who just play for insane amounts of time and if i'm sure yeah, if you kind of <laughs> super focus on just getting to the center of the universe instead of exploring you can probably make it in yeah. a decent amount of time well and there's actually this is kind of a funny little insider information there's actually a hack that you can kind of do i say hack but it's not really you're not really hacking the game you're just tricking it yeah, and it cool. involves dying and collecting your grave and all that sort of thing um, there's a way that you can get enough warp drives that you can pretty much infinitely warp every single time. Yeah. And yeah. so this person, I mean, I think it was three days after the game was released and Sean Murray talked it up as, you know, several hundred hours to get to the center if people would ever reach the center. Yeah. Um, and this person made it in three days partially because of that little Meaning side. They didn't actually play the game. They just... Yeah. They didn't play and, it the way it was meant to be, yeah. like going around and collecting the resources and exploring planets and discovering new things and all that stuff. No, they kind of hacked it a little bit to get yeah. to the center. I mean, if you're making a beeline to the middle and you're not exploring, you're not, you know, taking the time to explore different things and talk to the aliens and learn new words and stuff, like you're just kind of going there. You're not really playing the game it's meant to be played, and no one really plays it that way. So it's unrealistic to expect anyone would really do that unless you're like hyper-focused, and you just want to do it to say you could do it. Yeah, I'm sure he was just trying to get attention, etc. So, but... He's he's the wrong side of completionist. You know, there's completionists <laughs> that open side world, they're like, I'm going to do everything and literally everything, and No Man's Sky is sort of one of those games that says, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> and then there's the other type of completionist that say, I'm going to pound through this story in as short of time as I possibly can, and he's on that, whoever this person was, they were on that side of yeah, things. Yeah. Speed uh, so I think we have, moving on, I think we have one more piece of news I just wanted to hit on really quick. Uh, Final Fantasy XV, which I am not a Final Fantasy person at all, but um, a lot of people are excited for it. Um, it was scheduled to come out, uh, I believe, September 30th, and uh, just the other day it was delayed from September 30th to November 29th. That's two months. Um, which is two months, which is a pretty big delay. Um, this late. And it's re- it seems really late. Like, I mean, it's already almost, it's the middle of August right now, so it's mm-hmm. supposed to come out in about six weeks. Um, so I think it's it's interesting. They said, The game, they said, had gone gold, like, a couple days ago, and so they're working on this big, like, day one patch now or whatever, and they needed 
another two months to work on it, I guess. Um, but there's some people who are speculating that this could be related to Neo and that Neo could launch this fall and they could be working on it to optimize it for Neo. So oh, that's oh, just cool. speculation and rumors, nothing true on that or anything like that, but just kind of an interesting tidbit I read that I thought was really interesting. Man, I was just dying to play Final <laughs> Fantasy fifteen. I I love all those crazy anime games, man. Yes. You know, so I have actually played some of the Final Fantasy games. I played Final Fantasy thirteen most of the way through and it was garbage. Um and Final Fantasy fourteen I believe was online game. It was and an so MMO I, one, yeah. Yeah, it was an MMO game. And so I wonder if the delay is a, yeah, it might be for the uh, the new Nintendo, but it also could be because they realize that their last two games have been horribly awful and absolutely. Well, I mean, worse. so maybe they were they're actually trying to make it. Good. This game has also been in development for ten years. That's um, true. That's so, insane. Which is crazy. It's kind of like supposed to go back to the old like Final Fantasy games that were a lot better because a lot of people didn't like thirteen and verses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it funny that it's been in development for 10 years and it got delayed like last minute for an extra two months. And, and but it's a weird, decided... it seems like a strange time to launch cause that's after like black Friday and stuff like that. So they miss out on oh, all yeah, those sales. True. So I don't know, not sure what they're thinking, but I'm sure it'll sell well because it's final fantasy wow. and it's coming back and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like final fantasy isn't really relevant anymore. <laughs> like no one really cares about, I, I mean, I know a few hardcore final fantasy fans and almost none of them or most of them are don't really care about the newer games and stuff anyways i feel like yeah. it's just kind of gone by the wayside and people would rather play you know dark souls and other games and stuff than final fantasy witchers well we will see what happens when it comes out be interesting we'll see yep all right that move our uh finishes up our new segment and now moving on to segment three no man's sky finally came out this last week Nathan and I have been playing it nonstop. Rob has been tuning into uh, a lot of Twitch streams. That I've been doing, mm-hmm. I think, some other people's. And yeah. I think you share played it with uh, Nathan. Yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, which is a great feature of the PS4. You can Absolutely. essentially let other people play your game that you're running uh, over the internet, which is really fun. So all three of us had have had experience, a lot of experience with No Man's Sky. And so uh, I thought we would just talk about what, do we like most about this game? What is it that this game does best? Um, I have to say, I mean, the sense of the atmosphere and the sense of scale, I think is the thing that does boast, uh, boast best. Um, <laughs> it's a boasting it's amount a boast, of scale. Exactly. It's, best. Uh, it's like the first time you ever like fly out of a planet and like into space and literally just fly through the atmosphere with no loading times. And you look over at, other planets and you can fly to them which is really cool and fly seamlessly into them um it's really cool and just being able to walk around all around and see different terrain and different big animals and everything else um it's just kind of an amazing feeling and just the sense of exploration in this game is really really good it just i just feel like i'm watching so many sci-fi movies whenever (laughs) i play it like i'm like oh this is like alien where i'm like floating in space gently looking for sentient life or like oh this is like interstellar where i'm all alone in this cold icy planet and i'm afraid for my life or like it it takes so many inspirations from all these different like sci-fi um stories which is awesome and just totally invokes that same feeling of being lost in this massive galaxy yeah and it reminds me like i think the other thing this game does really well is it does like kind of variation and color really well there's a lot of like 
even though there's so many different planets, I haven't encountered ones that really look the same. They all uh, have a lot of different colors in them and look different and have different environments. And stuff there's like that. every color. Like there's is... planets that are completely pink with pink skies. I'm like, why is space pink? I don't know, but it looks beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Did you find I... any unicorns there? Not uh, yet. I haven't seen a unicorn yet. <laughs> I found some freaky looking animals, though. I will say, yeah. some weird ones. I gotta say, probably what just between watching it and playing a little bit, just a sense of exploration is probably my favorite part. What it does best, because like literally, you you're flying along and you see something you're like, "Ooh, what's that? I'm gonna go check that out." Yep. <laughs> I mean, I just feel so like my AD, my ADD is so happy playing this game because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like every single moment, you know, you just. Oh hey, what's that over there? Oh, I'm gonna go look at that. What is that animal? Can I kill it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I remember I was I, I was doing something on a plan. I think I was working towards getting to like a an outpost or a shelter or something like that. And I got sidetracked along the way. I was I think getting some type of material or tracking something down that wasn't what I said I was gonna do. And Rob was on my Twitch chat and he's like, Oh, you're almost as ADD as me right now. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, Yeah, you said you were going to the trading belt. I'm like I did? Oh, crap. That was like 10 minutes ago. I forgot. Oh, sorry. So then I, like, I redirected myself. And you can just totally get lost and just the sense of saying, okay, just what's beyond this hill? Like, like what's what's right over here? Oh, maybe just I'll fly right over here. And, oh, there's a question mark. Let me just walk uh, walk another minute and, you know, see what I can find. It's just... Exactly. Um, it just keeps you going. Keeps all you going. of the all of the question marks on the planets are all like about a minute to a minute and a half apart. And so you go to one, and you're like, oh, I discovered this and got this upgrade or whatever. And then like, oh, I got better go back to my ship. I have some other things I need to do. And then you're like, oh, wait, that place is only like a minute away. I'll just run over there really quick. And you're like, you keep doing like, I've played the game about I think eight hours, and I think I've only been on maybe like a total of eight different planets or something like that I've only warped <laughs> twice just because I keep like sure, getting about distracted. an hour a planet yes okay. um, for me I, I found a few planets where it really has a resource I've been wanting or something like that where I've spent over an hour or two but a lot of times I am uh, just making quick stops on planets because I was kind of following kind of one of the storylines in the game where you're following Atlas interfaces and that was kind of my main mission I just kept going and warping the next one to find the next atlas, warping the next one to find the next atlas, and just gather any materials I could to uh, move around. And I finally kind of finished that up uh, the other day, and I found kind of the last atlas interface, and it didn't quite go on as long as I did, and it didn't really have a satisfying conclusion for me necessarily, and like now I'm kind of lost. I'm like, I have no purpose. <laughs> I, I've been doing this the entire time, and I've been upgrading everything to just find all the atlases and now that i've done it i'm like well I, I i guess i'll go explore a planet or something so um <laughs> i'm kind of at this weird point where i'm not sure what to do next so I've, I've taken a break for it for a day or two but i think it's time to go find some alien creatures and kill them oh, or I, tame them <laughs> i i have been taming one time i found this pack of like these little the four like little dinosaur lizard type creatures and there's big ones, small ones. I fed like all five of them, so they're all like running around, like finding materials for me. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. Have you had them poop out the the materials for you. Poop. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, if you if you feed a, I don't think so. I've done it a couple times where you know how you can feed like yeah, carbon feed and stuff like material. that to the animals. Um, like I fed it to it, it and it like started walking around. I kind of followed it, led me to this thing, and then all of a sudden, I just like. It was like squatting, and I saw this like blue piece of whatever fall out of it, fall oh, out of its back nice. end. And uh, <laughs> like, I go up to it, and I open up, and it was like a, I think it was like rare, like I think it was like aluminum or something like that, some kind of rare <laughs> <Aluminum>. material. 
uh, that Man, I was able to imagine <laughs> crapping out aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> does not sound like fun. The best part about this is the fact that you had to go over and open it. <laughs> yeah, I just searched like, through. So, uh, I had my yeah, spacesuit on, you know. There, I'm sure it's, it's like Jurassic Park first stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I think if you have the right expectations going in, just that it's this pretty kind of serene, chill world where you can just kind of go out and do whatever you want. There's not really any tutorials. You can, you know, follow a certain storyline. You can just head towards the center. You can explore one planet for 10 hours if you want, find tons of new stuff. Um, there's just really a lot of different things that you can do in that aspect. And it's fun to just kind of hang out and listen to the music and just kind of, you know, say, oh, you know, like we were saying, what's right over that, over that hill? I just want to keep, keep yeah. discovering things. Yeah, and keep going. Yeah. It, it does that really well. Um, it, it does. My, honestly, pro- one of my favorite parts of the game about the game probably is like I tend to play video games like late at night, like 11, 12, somewhere around there. Um, and it's really nice because a lot of times like if it's late at night, I don't want to like get in a game that I'm going to have to be like super awake for and thinking about all the time, like a multiplayer shooter or something like that where I have to be yeah. really focused. Or a game where you're super invested in the storyline. Yeah, started. exactly. <laughs> and you're like have to stay up and, and not go to bed and stuff like that. So it's kind of nice to be able to just kind of sit back not have a wind down exactly wind down not have a ton of like danger or anything like that just kind of wander around and explore and find some stuff and then turn it off and be like yeah you can put it down you can put it down anytime you want it's not one of those games where you have to get to the next checkpoint or find the next thing it's just kind of like oh well i'm on my way to that and i'm sure i'll remember when i get back which of course we never do but it doesn't matter (laughs) you just Uh... can put it down at any point and just come back and pick it up and go I wonder what I was doing. Oh, look, something shiny. I'm going to go yes, look at that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The music is also really, oh, really good. Amazing. I'm really enjoying the music. Yeah. It, I, soundtrack is amazing. really good. Um, but moving on from what we think the game does best, uh, what are some maybe frustrations or things in the oh, game that man. we haven't enjoyed? Inventory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the biggest well, one for everyone. I was, it was not about inventory. I was really frustrated with it at first. Like, I felt like it was really limited and you don't really start with a very big inventory which is frustrating but as soon as i got my first atlas pass i found out i could upgrade my suit at every space station i went to which is in every new uh, system and i was warping through tons of systems because i was following after the atlases so i was warping constantly so i actually was able to upgrade my exosuit like really really quickly and so I have that at over, like, 34, 35 slots now. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is kind of funny because it's, like, way bigger than my ship. I'm like, <laughs> I can hold <laughs> hundreds of materials on myself but not on my ship. But, um, Are you still on the first ship? I, I am on my third ship. I kind of okay. held out, got a good ship that has, I think, about 24 slots or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've been pouring all my upgrades into that, which, you know, brings me to my main – one of my main frustrations is with the uh, – ships it doesn't really encourage you to go into a new ship because either you can buy one from a like a, another alien you meet and it's super super expensive or you can find one on a planet that's destroyed and you have to repair everything which i did once and was kind of an awful experience um <laughs> but any upgrades you have made to your current ship don't travel with you into your new one and so uh, you have to pretty much build it, all your recraft technology, all your recraft everything all over again, which materials. for me, I've been working on my hyperdrive upgrades, which took me like hours and hours to do because I had to find like 
over a thousand of like these certain rare materials like gold and aluminum and oh yeah stuff like that and so i'm like it took me so long to build these upgrades like i don't want to jump into a new ship now because it's not really worth it because i have all these upgrades and i put all this fuel in and the fuel doesn't transfer so i think i'm probably just going to stick with the ship that i have and for the rest of the game because i don't really want to have to go through the grind of finding all those upgrades again did, did you hear how that was kind of messing some people up yeah, because there's some weird bug where they put in like a pre-order. Yeah, if you got a there's a pre-order, you could get a, a ship with already having a hype warp drive in it. Um, and so if you didn't do the main quest to figure out how to learn how to make a warp drive, then you would use that ship and use the warp drive, and then you wouldn't be able to craft any fuel yeah. for it, and you'd be stuck in the same system. Yeah, which because you'd have no idea how to do anything. Drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you you have to build a warp drive if you uh, don't have one or whatever. But and you have to. The, the beginning of the game kind of teaches you how to do it and gives you the recipe, etc. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. The inventory, I, I've it's big enough for me now. I just wish that your ship and exosuit upgrades was in a different, like, section than it was your inventory. Uh, because let's say I have, you know, 30 yeah. inventory slots on my ship, um, and I make 10 upgrades to my ship. Those 10 upgrades take up, 10 of the 30 slots so then i only have 20 slots to carry items and stuff like i don't understand why the ship or the suit doesn't have their own menu where it's like okay what upgrades do you want or why why don't those stack yeah like it's kind of frustrating that it has to you have to sacrifice your inventory for collecting materials and stuff for a small upgrade so i haven't gotten tons of smaller upgrades i'm like well it's not really worth it i'd rather carry 500 plutonium around or something so (laughs) i don't know that i thought that was kind of weird that they put those in the same section together yeah i think it according to what i've heard the like sean murray and the creator of the game wanted it to be like that because it made like gave you more of a challenge you had to think more about it but i think you and it's not challenging at all definitely (laughs) i and everything else kind of just find it more annoying than than fun yeah and yeah and that's and i think like i thought this game would maybe be a little bit difficult and figure out where to go or uh, surviving and stuff but other than maybe one or two times i've never really been in a place where i felt like i can't survive or i'm, I'm on my yeah. last limb and uh, other than i think i've died like five or six times and almost all of them have been from spaceship dogfights or like i just get into a dogfight with like 15 guys and i'm like there's no way i'm gonna be able to survive this but i want to just kill as many ships as i can because it's fun yeah i think um i want to have you been on how many hostile planets have you been on uh, I've been onto a few, um, but I've have I can get any upgrade I want to help with toxicity or heat mm-hmm. or cold. Yeah. So if or I get those, it's like not that, difficult. Yeah. Or I, you just get in your ship and you can fly to a different planet. Like you don't have to ever really stay in a hostile environment. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I I was went on my first hot, kind of hostile planet uh, last night and I was playing, and you know like it it zaps your your suit just and stuff like that. So a little bit quicker than normal and and whatnot. Um, and then also the one I was on, like all the sentinels attack you immediately and stuff like that. Um, and but it was also like there was a lot of kind of cool resources and stuff like that. Um, I ended up dying um, because I killed like four sentinels and like six more came and ended up killing me and stuff like that. So I thought it was really <laughs> interesting because it was like, well, if you're on here, you can get better things and mine yeah. stuff faster and stuff like that um, to make more yeah. money, which is nice. But um, it's also a little bit harder to survive and stuff, which I thought was cool. And I think they should just maybe add a little bit more of that in kind of everywhere. I did notice that, like, Jeff, there was one planet that I was watching you on Twitch play through. And mm-hmm. remember the, the like, orb 
things. Yeah, the graviton or The gravi- gravitational orbs or something like that. And every time you picked one up, I don't think you realized quite at first, but you would pick one up and then the sentinels would attack you. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> why, why are the sentinels attacking me? And then you would walk over and pick up another orb and all these sentinels would attack you again. And you did die there also. Yeah, and uh, that was one, yeah, the, one of the first main moments I died. And I realized whenever you pick up one of these graviton orbs, the sentinels immediately within like one second are on you. And they're like the upgraded sentinels that are like kind of like leopards. The bigger can, ones. Yeah, yeah. chase you. Oh, yeah, the ones and, are like a dog or a leopard. Yeah, and they can like shoot that. you from really far away. Um, and so moments like that where you, you're like, okay, uh, there's graviton orbs. I know they're going to chase me. Um, you can put yourself in danger like that. Uh, but I never feel like there's really moments where I was like, oh my goodness, I can't really survive other than like maybe like one time yeah. where I was in a, in a weird spot where I put myself there. But I um, think... The Sentinels just don't really provide really a challenge. Like, yeah, that that I've upgraded my my uh, multi two a few times or a few times, and I can take one out within about like one second, and I haven't even gotten all the upgrades to make it powerful. Like they're not really that tough. That was the first like gold trophy I got, or or like uh, fully upgraded thing. I destroyed a hundred Sentinels. Though I did that, like in the second day because there's so many of them. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. They're not really that tough. I can. I can take yeah. them out, so. I hear yeah, that I if think... you, it's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto type system where, like, if more and more Sentinels come, or even depending on the planet, there's actually, like, mech Sentinels. Really? Kind like, of. Like, giant robots like, that can attack that's you. That's what they said, harder. but I feel like it's not, like, Grand Theft Auto, if you're wanted to, uh, like, signal goes up. You can't just shoot the cops. You can't just, like, shoot away. the cops. You have to, like, <laughs> drive away forever and try and hide, and it's a lot harder. Like, this one, you can, yeah. like, you're wanted system goes up and then like two sentinels come and usually if you kill them like your one thing goes away completely so it's pretty as long as you come within a minute you're always like okay like it's not like red dead or something like oh like i'm i'm wanted i kill three of the cops and the wanted level goes up even more like it's it's pretty pretty easy to get out of a situation yeah that's honestly one of my biggest frustrations with the game is not just that the combat isn't really that fun like jeff said it's pretty easy because the auto aim assist Mm -hmm. is like Really, really really big honestly um just because i think they're a small team so they didn't have a lot of experience working on combat or couldn't really you know make it super like super good mechanics like something like halo or destiny or something like that but just if they would have put a little more time into kind of just making it a little bit harder i think um and just making that whole combat because basically now like either if i'm playing and something attacks me i'll either like kill it and kill it super fast or like if it's bigger i'll just be like well this isn't that fun, and I'll just I can just honestly run away, and it won't mm-hmm. chase me really, and I'll be fine. So that that part is a little stuff frustrating, just because the combat like just feels really not fun at all. Yeah, I I think the really the only other thing for me too, just with anything the game does that's annoying is um, while I understand the limitations um, when you're first flying into like the planets, it's like this super cool feeling because you're in space, and then like. You can see that kind of the flames around your ship as you're entering the the uh, atmosphere of the planet and stuff, and you mm-hmm. see the the surface, and the surface changes like five times before you land because it has to There's like a lot of pop in. Yeah. yeah, it has to like buffer all the different like land and all that stuff, and like things will kind of just appear as you get close to them, which has kind of thrown me off a few times because things are kind of procedurally generated, then it kind of spawns it there as you get near because the worlds are so big, and so like I'll, I was mining for gold on this planet upgrade. Uh, my ship and there's just these giant like deposits of gold that you can see pretty far off 
So like I had gone to a few, um, and then I looked looked around back, and then I saw another giant one. I'm like, oh, I thought it was just over there. I must have missed that one. So I start flying back, and I got all the way back to it. And then the second I get there, it disappears and just is gone. And it was one that I already did before, but like <laughs> it wasn't able to really show realize me, that it was gone. realize that it was gone until I got within like 15 meters. So, so you literally tricked the preced- uh, the procedural generated world. Yeah, apparently it's like, oh, yeah. it's there. I go there. It's like, oh, it's a mirage. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. That's kind of frustrating, but I think it's just part of the technology. Like basically, the way it works is that I think it procedurally generates everything you can see and then as soon as you leave like any area even close to that it kind of throws it all away and forgets it and so yeah that's yeah. gonna happen it is frustrating but i don't know it's gonna happen yeah maybe yeah. maybe on the new uh, ps neo or whatever some of that will go away yeah we'll see. i don't know um but what do you think nathan how how's your first hour of the game compared to the last hour you played like um the in your first, enjoyment level the first hour was like I got on, it was just amazing because I was discovering things and like it kind of, especially in the beginning, there's a little kind of tutorial and it gives you really good direction and kind of tells you what you need to be doing, um, which is helpful. Um, And just kind of the joy of discovery and mining and stuff like that um, is really fresh and a lot of fun. Um, And I've played probably eight, nine hours of the game now. And so I'm doing similar things. Like uh, the last time I played, I was like mining um, a bunch of valuable resources just to sell to get some more money because I want to um, upgrade my ship so I was like mining this huge um, kind of thing I found um, rock I found made out of nickel which is pretty valuable um, and I was kind of and I sat there for like two minutes and like it take, took me like two or three minutes to mine the whole thing um, <laughs> so it's it's still fun I like the sense of discovery and stuff like that but I'm doing very similar things and I feel like if I played the game for like you know, a hundred hours or something like that, however long it takes to get to the center of the universe, I feel like by the end of it, I would feel very burnt out on the whole resource gathering mechanic and doing the same thing kind of over and over yeah. again. And for me, like the first hour was very filled with like kind of awe and wonder, like, whoa, like this, yeah, exactly. this planet, yeah. you're kind of seeing things for the first time. And I discovered that there's caves and what those look like. But even though all the worlds are different, um, you can definitely see some similarities a lot of the times. Um, like, the animal life is usually pretty diverse. Like, you'll find lots of different kinds of animals. But, like, all the plant life that you scan and add, like, they all pretty much look exactly the same, just with slight color variations. And so, like, you'll see like these big kind of, like, uh, fungi-looking, like, coral things. And those are always give you carbon. And they it's the same, like, texture and uh, model, just it's slightly different colors. But, like, every time you see it on a new planet, you have to scan it because it's technically a new plant. And I know that there's things are, they're like iron, like, poles that go up, and those are supposedly different. But, um. Have you been scanning all of that stuff? Yeah, I, I, I scanned I think I've everything. scanned, like, three plants. I've scanned all the animals <laughs> I encounter, but the plants, I'm like, eh. Well, you, you get free credits for them. Well, yeah, and stuff, yeah. And it's usually pretty, pretty easy. But, yeah, so I, I, I I like doing all the scanning and stuff, but like after a while, it kind of just wears on you because you realize it's kind of all the same with character models, just they're maybe just slightly different colored. Um, animals are pretty cool to see, though. I mean, they all pretty much act similar. Um, I've only come across one or two hostile uh, animals. Most of them just yeah, kind of ignore you. Most of them are kind of. But just it is kind of cool. Like, I've seen a few really big ones that like, I thought this thing was like part like dinosaur part like elk and it was like slowly like majestically walking through the land yeah <laughs> so like seeing some stuff like that's really cool and 
Rob, I think you remember when I saw a giant fish in the water that was like chasing me around, and it said it was like a meat eater, but it didn't eat me. So, but I was still scared. You should have. There was um, I was watching someone else's stream. I was watching someone else's stream, and they were doing they were in water, Mm -hmm. and this thing like a shark. It looked like a shark with like legs, essentially. That's creepy. That's scary. And he just like kept trying to bite him, and it was really (laughs) funny because he didn't. The guy who was doing the stream didn't realize it. It It's like, wow, why am I getting hurt? Oh, my oxygen must be gone. So it just kept swimming. This thing kept. (laughs) That was really funny. Well, I was really impressed the first time I went underwater too. Like, the underwater was super deep. It was a whole land of its own. There's tons of really cool like creatures and plants and i found like a couple like monoliths underwater and stuff like yeah, that yeah, so yeah, there's cool stuff, stuff under there you yeah can so, so I, I was pretty impressed with um what they could do underwater and stuff too but i don't know the sense of wonder and discovery is kind of waiting on me a little bit uh since i've probably played it more than 10 or 11 hours so far um but at the same time i still enjoy kind of going around and looking on planets but like I said, I don't really know what to do now. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll just kind of look for, I don't know, like more aliens to piece together more random parts of the lore and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it, it's still a lot of fun. It's still really chill, and I think I'll solve a lot, a lot of fun with it. But until I figure out kind of a new objective or purpose, I'm I'm not sure exactly what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kinda I think you're gonna have to figure figure out your own kind of goal. Yeah. But uh. What has been your favorite discovery so far? Have you found anything really cool that you really like or kind of cool animal or oh, something? Oh, okay. I'll t- tell you uh, about, I think I called it the infected earth. I think, yeah. Rob, you know about this one. I, I know about this one. <laughs> I was in a system and uh-huh. it was, I think, probably like the fourth or fifth, third or fourth system I got to. Um, and I was looking around at the planets. I think there was three planets in the system. I already, I had already been to one, but there was this one that looked like earth. Like it was all blue and white and green and looked Ooh. really pretty. I'm like, Oh man, it looks like earth. Like I'm going to go check it out. And as soon as I dive in, just these beautiful like islands look like Hawaii, blue water oh, yeah, everywhere. I'm like, Oh, this, this, this planet Camp looks very, down, man. Yeah. I even like, tweeted like out. I tweeted out a screenshot. Tons of people favored it. And I was like, Oh man, this planet looks promising. And there's some good resources. I was able to explore underwater for the first time. And, like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, I, I hadn't, hadn't named it yet. But I'm like, oh, this is like Earth. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Then I'm, I'm kind of going around the different shelters and uh, stations. Mm-hmm. And I find this one station. And I open up. And there's like this weird, like, red, kind of oozy, like, alien, like, look like carnage. I, like, put a symbiote in there or something like yeah. that. Like, weird yeah. stuff everywhere. And I was like, what the on the earth and i read the little data log and someone had left like a data log there from a long time ago that said like how like the these aliens were like taking over and like they, he like fell asleep and saw like all these weird like Uh-oh. like visions and like it woke up and it took over his body and like all these creepy terrible things that happened <laughs> i just got totally like scarred and so i went to another one and then the same thing happened it was like this another horrifying log and i'm like i'm getting out of this planet <laughs> and so like i thought it was this great promising world but it Deep, deep, uh, deep underneath, I had a sinister secret. So. I see. I, see. Um, I, I left that place and tagged it Infected Earth uh, <laughs> to forewarn anyone else who happened to stumble upon it. It's not what it appears. But, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, that, that. That's really cool. Nice. What about you? That's awesome. Um, I haven't discovered too many cool things so far. Uh, probably my favorite discovery so far is I found this little animal. Um tiny little thing and it hops it was hopping i was like what is that thing and it looks like a pineapple like it literally had like the shape it had like a little like 
green like hair thingy on top or something <laughs> like that. I was like, what is that? That looks really weird. And so I went up, kind of examined it closer. It didn't have any eyes at all or anything like that. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I kind of like it. It's, it. It was really cute. And so, like, I think I named it, like, Cute Pineapple or something like that. Um, or I think I named it Piney, actually. Piney. <laughs> hey uh, there, Piney. And I was like, oh, I'm going to follow him, see where it goes. So he, like, started hopping around. I fed him some food, and he pooped out some good stuff for me. And then I, like, followed him kind of back up the hill. And he went, and he went like, to his family, and there was, like, four or five other little piney. <laughs> and there was a couple baby ones that were, like, a lot smaller and even cuter and stuff oh, like that. And they were they were really fun. And that, that's been the coolest thing I've, I've discovered a so family far. family of pineapple. Creatures. Exactly. Family, <laughs> family of something? pineapple, just living together. Did you eat them? Do you want to know something really no! funny about those? They were cute! <laughs> something really funny about the pineapple things that's actually i was like oh that's really crazy that's super weird and then i was on twitter or something the other, like after you told me that nathan yeah and i saw a picture of more of them like bigger <laughs> really? ones that's like crazy. the size of like a man's like body basically like floating around and That'd stuff be crazy. And wow, apparently, that's a big one someone, i didn't see any that big and someone in the comments said, oh, yeah, they're all over the universe. Oh, well, they that's don't. really cool. I, I hope to I find some more. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are big fans of a TV show called uh, Psych. Yes, I've seen I like it, Psych. But one of the things, that, one of their, like, niches is that they put a pineapple in every episode. Oh. oh, and so I wonder if Sean Murray and the development team at No Man's Sky are big pineapple yeah. fans or psych fans. That's funny. <laughs> well, actually, uh, here's a little history lesson. Um, uh oh. So in uh, back when pineapple was first kind of discovered, Christopher Columbus went to an island, and uh, these uh, villagers presented him with a pineapple. Um, and he named it pineapple because it looked like a pine cone, and then it was sweet like an apple. And uh, the villagers presented it to him kind of as a gift of hospitality. Um, in their culture, it meant hospitality. Um, and so they were friend- he was friendly with the natives and stuff like that. And so he brought pineapple back to kind of the European world and stuff like that. And pineapple became a symbol of hospitality. Um, so, and then like kind of in America, like in the 1850s and stuff like that, if you were really rich and you were having um, friends over, you would uh, usually have, a, have a pineapple <laughs> on the table. Um, and then usually you would eat it afterwards. And it was a sign that you really liked these people and wanted to welcome them into your home. And so now, actually, there's a hotel chain. I forget the name of the chain that has a pineapple as their symbol. And pineapple, they have pineapple in every room, kind of to show um, to show their hospitality to their guests. And pineapple is a symbol of hospitality around the world now. Can't believe you How do you know this? Two minutes talking about pineapples. <laughs> How does? My, he, he's he's gonna marry a Hawaiian. I'm guessing that's how he knows. <laughs> I actually learned this because I was doing a children's sermon for work. I work at a church, and I was doing a children's sermon uh, on hospitality, and kind of learned it through that. But I think it's really cool. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that's so random. That's awesome. So if you uh, want to find uh, more pineapple facts, uh, be sure to follow Nathan on Twitter at, at the, the Nathan, <laughs> the Nathan Lackner. <laughs> and exactly. if any of you are on own No Man's Sky and are playing it, if you ever come across a planet with pineapple. Apples, please just send a picture to our uh, our Twitter at Hey Listen underscore slash games, games or <laughs> underscore games, and uh, make sure you name them Piney Junior. <laughs> Piney Junior. Junior. All right. All right. Uh, well, before we move into our final segment here, um, what do you guys think? Is is the game worth sixty dollars? I know it's made by a smaller team. Usually, indie games are you know priced a, l- a little cheaper uh, than full sixty dollars. But would you guys recommend it? Uh, would you recommend Recommend it now. Waiting for it. What type of what type of a gamer would you recommend it for? What do you think? 
I honestly think it depends, I guess, on the type of gamer you are. I can't say it's worth $60 for everyone. It's definitely kind of a divisive game, and some people are going to really like it and enjoy it, and others aren't. Um, yeah. I would say, honestly, I haven't, I've only played it, like, oh, about 10 hours now, um, but I spent uh, about $60 on it, and for me, it's totally worth it. I'm really enjoying kind of the experience and everything like that and having a lot of fun with it. Um, but I can't say it'd be worth it for someone. Like, obviously, if you're someone who really like multiplayer games or something like that, it wouldn't be worth it for you. Um, yeah. But if you're the type of gamer who kind of enjoys just exploring and finding new things and likes a good sense of atmosphere, et cetera, I would say it's, it's worth $60. Um, mm-hmm. And I the other reason I got it is I'm not sure when it'll go on sale because it is made by a smaller game studio and uh-huh. stuff like that, so it might be a while before Yeah, plus happen. it's selling really well. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they really need to drop the price. No, yeah, for sure. And it's interesting. It sold super well, but like its Metacritic score is around a 7. I think it's uh, like a 70, 72. Yeah, for like critics, that. but the user rating on Metacritic is like 3 point something. Like People on the internet are just kind of tearing into this game because they feel like they had a lot of false promises and stuff like that. But if you go in with... With uh, leveled expectations, and you just want to explore, have a chill game, uh, fly a spaceship around, and uh, just kind of explore the universe. It totally delivers on that. Yes. And it delivered on it for me, so I'm glad that I got it, uh, even though I paid full price for it. And if you like single-player games uh, that you can get tons of hours of content out of, sure, there's not, like, you know, quests and storylines that'll, uh, you know, side quests that you can pick up, like, you know, a... Oblivion or uh, Fallout or something like that, but there's just so much to just go see and do, and everyone who plays it has different, you know, experiences it's, with it, and which is neat. You know, if you if you don't have fun in the planet, you just fly to the next galaxy or system and find a new planet. So, um, I say if you like single player games, uh, definitely definitely check it out. I think it's uh, worth playing. But yeah, all right, I think that wraps up our No Man's Sky move. <laughs> it's not a movie. I mean, it could be a movie. Uh, uh, wraps up our No Man's Sky uh, segment for our show. So, our third and final segment. Real quickly, we're just going to chat about what we are playing this week. Uh, it's safe to say we're all playing No Man's Sky this week. Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, lots of No Man's Sky. Uh, well, I know I'll probably be streaming it probably once or twice more again this week if anyone wanted to. Follow me on Twitch. It's just uh, twitch.tv slash ninjapenguin1. Um, and yeah, uh, what have you, uh, anything else you've been playing, Nathan? Uh, I think I've only played No Man's Sky. Um, I talked about last week, we talked about Uncharted 4, and I haven't played that again since I got No Man's Sky. So <laughs> nice. I'm sure I'll pick it up. The story's really good, and I really like the, the visuals and stuff like that. But I've been enjoying No Man's Sky a lot. So I'm sure I'll go back to Uncharted 4, and I have some other stuff. But yeah, it's basically just been uh, No Man's Sky for me this week. Nice. Yeah, I've uh, been mostly No Man's Sky since it came out as well. Uh, however, I did kind of finish kind of my retro game room that I've been setting up in our new place. And uh, been just kind of randomly turning on some of the consoles and just kind of enjoying some classic games. So I played a little bit of 360 um, uh, this weekend, which was fun. I played a few missions of Halo 3, which brought me back. I haven't played that in a really long time. It's a great game. So lots of good memories of playing that. And it uh, just makes me wish that uh, Destiny really had a more <laughs> cemented storyline. Story. That was yeah, right? That was really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I mean, looking back, there's not a ton of missions in Halo 3, I realized. It was only, um, like, what, 15 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was even less than that, yeah. but um, it, I was really invested in the story, and playing it again really got me back into it and stuff, so that was a lot of fun playing that. Um, but I also played, uh, for the second time, I got it used at GameStop uh, last year, uh, Bayonetta, <laughs> which is the most hilarious game ever, because you're just running around as, like, this witch who's, like, beating people as a button masher, but it does the combat really, really well, but it's hilarious because, like, J-pop music plays, like, the entire time. <laughs> it's just completely it over-the-top so Japanese. It's it's totally weird. Like, I can only take so much of it. Yeah. But uh, I play it for about 30 minutes, and I go, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's kind of good for a laugh and just to kind of... I mean, it's a really well-made game, but... Stuff. Yeah, the combo in the combat is some of the best of any game ever made. Like, it's it feels really, really good, yeah. but it's just totally a weird, oddball game, but yeah. I kind of got inspired after playing lots of smash bros i'm like oh, i'll try to give that game another shot but i don't really know I, I don't think i'll ever finish it but it's it's kind of quirky and weird but um yeah and then i also played through the opening of fable 2 again i oh, somehow ooh. i had it downloaded on my 360 i don't ever remember buying it but i had it on my account so i played through the opening which was actually the first fable game i played was the second fable one. 2 and really so, yeah so I, I had good memories of playing through the opening so i played through the whole opening and a little bit more and I love um, the Fable series. Yeah, I really love the music. It's a great series. Danny Elfman music is amazing. So He did the music right. for that? Yeah. I did yeah, not dude. know that. So yeah. I, I was kind of enjoying getting back into that. I might jump back into it again uh, the next couple of weeks here again, play a little bit more. But yeah, cool, fun stuff. Rob, what are you playing? All right, so I actually did play um, a little bit of No Man's Sky, uh, share a play with Nathan the other night. Um, super fun, but I don't own it yet, and I probably won't get it anytime soon. Just... Feeding family, that sort of thing. You know, food. I, don't know, <laughs> I think that's rent. a little more important. It's a little bit more important. Um, did play a little bit of NBA 2K uh, 15 or 14? 16. I can't remember. 16. It is 16, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. It's just yeah. NBA 2K. Oh, same. yeah. Uh, me and Rob regularly play 2K. Maybe we'll try and stream that sometime so you can see me beat Rob. It's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Repeatedly. It's like the only game he can actually beat me at. It's great. That's just because I don't play, and I'm not there to beat Nathan in it. Oh, Although when I I did play I did play against Jeff one time when I was up there, and I beat Jeff. Yeah, you you, you did. You guys will will both smoke me in that game. I downloaded it when it was free, and I tried playing the story mode. The story mode is terrible. It don't was play the story oh, don't play the story mode. It's ever. like you need to play six games of high school before you can go to college, and then the I'm like, I just want to play like on like you know the Clippers or some random NBA team as my guide. Like I don't want to play through all this, and yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. I had to delete it because it was, took up like 60 gigs or something yeah, stupid. It oh, yeah, a ton it's of space. huge. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll download it and try it with you guys, but we'll see. I would be surprised. <laughs> it's, and yeah, not a year. Thanks. I've also been playing Uncharted 4. So I did make it, I think last week I was at like chapter 7 or something like that, and I made it, I think I'm at chapter 13 or 14 now. Oh, so, wow. Cool. Well, you've passed yeah. me up. I think chapter 13 is my favorite. Uh,. The the one with the uh, with the part scene that was an E three demo with a Jeep. oh yeah no dude that was so cool yeah My yeah I'm part. actually I am past that then so I'm at like fourteen or fifteen then nice. oh that's awesome I did I did play through that one that was the E three demo and oh my goodness it was so fun and like right before I really enjoyed the clock tower puzzle as well that was a lot of fun yeah that was actually probably my favorite puzzle in the whole game so far yeah cool it was it was definitely worth it and really interesting to play through and 
Elisa was laughing at me because I fell once and died. <laughs> like, did you just kill your main guy? I'm like, yep. And she's like, wow. And then there's always nice. like, Nate, Nate, Nate. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think that about wraps up our show for today. So, mm-hmm. as we mentioned at the beginning of our show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. We will be giving away a copy this week of Runbo, the Nintendo Wii U. Uh, all you got to do is follow us on Twitter and retweet our giveaway tweet that will be pinned at the top of our page. We'll be looking forward to sharing uh, the winner of that on next week's show, so you have one week to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, any other closing remarks, guys? I don't know. <laughs> uh, have a good week, guys. I'll talk. see you later. You're going to go uh, study some more about pineapples. Exactly. <laughs> more pineapples is always, always a good thing. Go get No Man's Sky. Go find a planet with pineapples on it. Take a picture. Tweet it to us. Yes. And name it Piney Jr. or Piney the Second or something. Like to name Piney the Third or like something with Piney. <laughs> Please do. I think Piney will be an oncoming, ongoing joke in our show from now on. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, think it, I think it has to happen. If there's um, not a pineapple in every single video game that comes out from here on now, <laughs> it's not worth playing. Alrighty. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes for more episodes, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.